Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome, welcome back to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I am your host, Misha Globerman. I am Misha Globerman, your host. Trampoline Hall, as you know, is a lecture series. It's a lecture series that takes place in a bar. The bar is usually in Toronto, although sometimes we're in other cities. Um, people at Trampoline Hall speak on all kinds of topics, with the one restriction being that they cannot speak on subjects on which they are professionally expert. Uh, after each lecture, I take questions from the audience. Uh, this is the Trampoline Hall podcast. In each episode of the podcast, we go deep into our archives and choose uh, one lecture for you to enjoy. The way it works on the podcast is we do short seasons. Uh, now we're in the second episode of the current season, which means uh, we're in episode two of six uh, of great uh, lectures chosen from our podcast, all of them chosen by Kate Bars, who ran through the archives and chose uh, great episodes for you to listen to. By the way, if you do like the podcast and you're in Toronto, uh, come see the show. Uh, you can go to the Trampling Hall website, get on our email list, find out when the next show is. Uh, but for now, now is not the time for the show. Now is the time for the podcast. As always, the podcast may contain mature language, like practically everything in the world nowadays. Um, so let me introduce uh, this episode's lecture. Uh, the topic is soul food, and the lecturer is Raleigh Pemberton. Hi. Uh, first things first, uh, I want to point out that I am wearing the same shoes as Emerson. And uh, I will attest to their, their comfort, so... Uh, so the title of my talk is Soul Food. And, you know, the, the only thing I can think of uh, to begin this is with a specific uh, recipe that my dad used to make for us when we were growing up. And this was whenever my mom was not, you know, at home for, to make dinner. This is, he would make this every time. I've had this maybe like 50 different times. He called it a ghetto whipper. That was the name of the food. And so it was a, a, a recipe of uh, scrambled eggs, cheese, uh, cut up uh, hot dogs, and ketchup all mixed together. And uh, he's like, get that ghetto whipper, you know? He's like, <laughs> he's like, slap that between your mouth and gums. That's what he would say. <laughs> yeah, so that's like my earliest memory of food would be that, you know? And this talk is about my relationship with food, and so that is really related to my family. Um, I grew up, you know, going to Christmas dinners and things uh, that were just full of soul food, you know, and that's, you know, the classic African-American food. You know, we got the candied yams, we got, you know, the uh, collard greens, we got, you know, the, the turkey, all the, all the all stuffing, all that stuff, you know, and 
Um, I've always loved that food, but I, I had a new appreciation of it uh, very recently. And this connects to why I chose this as my subject. Um, recently, I was at the African American History Museum in Washington, D.C. And that was just such an amazing, like, just staggering experience, just seeing just the history of everything. But my favorite part was um, when you go to the very bottom level, and it's all um, a giant cafeteria, okay? <laughs> and it's all uh, soul food only. And it's all different regions throughout the states. You know, like they got the kind of Creole section, you know, and then they have the Southern food section. And, you know, I, I was in there, I, you, know, I got, you know, I got my food, I got my fried chicken, I got my, you know, macaroni cheese, I got my cornbread. And, you know, you go into this huge atrium and it's like, you know, so many people. Like there's like probably like 200, 300 people all eating. And then like I went to this kind of like, um, like lunch counter and you sit at it and the walls are all, all mirrors. And, you know, you, you, I sit down and I'm looking and I see myself and I see, you know, a couple hundred other black people. And it's just this, I had, I had uh, you know, I had a lot of feelings going on. And then I got a message from Aaliyah being like, hey, uh, I want you to do trampoline hall. Uh, do you have a subject? <laughs> and uh, I just said soul food because of where I was. But I had a lot of feelings. One specifically was that. I had a big feeling of like pride and it's like oh, all this history and wow, this is amazing. Uh, and I also had a really like sad feeling because like I had eaten some of the food and I was already starting to get heartburn. <laughs> and it's like the food of my culture is actually quite bad for you. <laughs> and this is something I've had to reconcile with myself throughout my life, you know. I feel like I've had a lifelong uh, relationship with food that has been very negative. I've been just eating like uh, very shitty food, not not just the soul food and everything, which, by the way, inherently has like to me has like kind of a negative connotation because uh, where it comes from is a lot of the the food was like the leftovers of you know slave owners given to slaves and stuff. You know, it was all like pork and like different like byproducts and then the kind of weird like uh, canola oil and stuff. And it's all like just makes you know it's like it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel good, but then it makes you feel bad like. 30 years later. <laughs> and so, yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. And it made me really think about my entire history of food. You know, and so, like, I'm going to bring it back to the moment when I'm, I, I was first able to pay for food and pick the food myself. <coughs> this was in junior high. And they had something called a canteen there. And you could go up. And I had, like, some lunch money. And I was like, okay, I can, for the first time, buy whatever I want. And you looked, and it was just, like, everything was glowing. You know, it was like, you got the Skittles, you got the Doritos, you got, you know, everything you think of. But I remember I bought everything I could with the money I had. I must have had $8. I, I, I made it rain. You know, like, I, I got a chimichanga. I, I was so happy. I had, they, they had to give me a box to take all the food out, you know? And, you know, I actually ate like that nearly every day for quite some time, for months. You know, and I remember there was one major turning point I used to be, uh, you know, I used to play basketball when I was younger, and I was, like, quite good at basketball. And it was tryouts for the junior high team, and they were doing, like, shirts versus skins, and I was skins. And I was, like, really fat. And I had to, like, do wind sprints and stuff, and I was just, like, couldn't do it. And it was just because of this, like, new, like, food that I was able to, had access to. <laughs> Uh, and, th and that was, you know, it was a weird, like, blessing in disguise because I ended up getting more into writing and getting into making music.
But, um, you know, it was a, kind of a staggering change for me. So from that point on, you know, we go into the realm of when I, like, moved out on my own, you know? And this is, like, my relationship with food is evolving to the point where I'm, like, you know, I'm starting to, you know, I'm considering cooking. I haven't started cooking yet. I started going specifically to, uh, I'm from Edmonton originally, and I used to go to this diner called Keegan's, and uh, I used to get, like, chicken burgers and fries, and I, they would give me all my meals. So I would just eat everything uh, there specifically. Because um, I thought that's how you were supposed to eat when you're an adult. But then eventually I ran out of money, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to buy my own food. That's, that's the ticket. So I went... <laughs> So I went to Safeway and I bought frozen chicken burgers <laughs> and buns and stuff and I just kept eating those. And I had this thing where I would just eat the same thing every day for uh, into infinity, you know? <laughs> you know, I used to, and then I it got into making spaghetti and you know, this spaghetti was not al dente. <laughs> it was super floppy and really bad. And then I get like the jar of the pasta sauce and I just like plop it on and I was like, yo, food's done. <laughs> uh, I actually once had a date with somebody, and I was like, yo, I'll make you dinner. <laughs> and that's what I gave to her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, so that was, my, that was one era of my food. So from there, though, I, I started um, really thinking about it more when I moved to Montreal, because they have the culture of, uh, you know, going to the, the park and having a picnic and, you know, these communal, like, potlucks and going to a market and getting, like, fresh ingredients. And, like, I started learning about that there. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a different way to be. This is cool, you know? And so, you know, I started, um, you know, I branched out into making my own chicken and stuff, you know, and, like, doing, the, you know, doing things to it, putting stuff in it, seasoning it. I'm trying to <laughs> adapt some of my mother's recipes and stuff. You know, I started getting, starting to get good. But, you know... It was really uh, when I started uh, living with my girlfriend is the moment where I started seeing food totally differently. You know, because um, normally what I used to do is I would just eat the same thing every day and I just didn't care about what I ate. And that was the other thing is like I didn't think about food as like, you know, there was any purpose to it other than like I just had to eat. I don't know if anybody's ever felt like that, but it's just kind of like if I, didn't, if I didn't have to eat, I wouldn't have eaten. You know what I mean? So it's just like whatever food gets it for me, I would have eaten it. I didn't really think about it. But then I started thinking like, oh, shit, like there's a reason for this, you know? And I was like, I don't think it's going to fly me just making her, you know, like spaghetti with the, the, pr the prego like <laughs> every day. Like that doesn't seem like it's like normal. So I started, you know, getting into recipes, you know? I started like... Uh, I got a, a subscription to the New York Times. I wanted to support uh, journalism. <laughs> but truly, I wanted to continue getting access to their recipes. <laughs> and I would just go in on them. And there were certain ones I would try and do things that I think were w in my range. Like, I, was, I you know, like, I, I got, like, the kind of roasted cauliflower salad with, you know, watercress and some gruyere and, like, walnuts. And I was just, like, make that not every day in a row, but, like, <laughs> like once a month, but I would get better at it every time. I keep getting better and I keep, I change things. I was like, yo, like, let me put something on these walnuts and ro like roast them. And it's like, I started, no, but I started thinking about different, like the process of food, you know, and like how, how there's like this, this pageantry about it because, 
you know, I had never really gone to any, like, really good restaurants or anything because I was like, why would anybody do that? Because I'm just used to eating food, the same thing every day. But, uh, you know, I started going out to nice restaurants. I started, you know, getting into Anthony Bourdain. I started, you know, yeah, and, and, you know. <laughs> You know, and and I start, you know, I start watch, watching like like Chef's Table. Like as you can tell, this is a like relatively recent development for me. <laughs> but you know, I started uh, noticing something cool is that you know I, I I got into also exercising around the same time, and I started thinking about food as fuel. Oh my God, what a revelation this was for me! Did you know that when you eat food, you're supposed to use the energy? <laughs> I had no fucking idea. I had no idea. You know, and it really has changed my life because now, like before I did this talk, I was like, I have to eat because I need the energy for the talk. Um, yeah, and I just started like refining myself as a chef, getting more into it and just thinking about like the alchemy of cooking. And I feel like I learned a lot about myself doing this as well. I started thinking like, oh, yeah, so, you know, there was this one time I made the recipe really well. What is the difference between this time and uh, the next, the, the like fifth time I did it? You know, and feeling like how long you cook something makes a difference. And like, you know, oh yeah, like w what order you put the ingredients. And like this kind of like the minutia of cooking, like to me, this was new to me, but it was like a very exciting thing. And you know, like a, a, another thing that made me think about all this, all this food stuff is like, I gotta go back to my family is my sister lives in New York and she lives in Washington Heights. And um, you know, her neighborhood is a total food desert, right? And there's like no access to a lot of like fresh food or the ingredients. And she does uh, Blue Apron. She gets them to mail her the food, you know? And it's like, it comes in a crate and it's got like the plastic bags and like the ice for the, there's meat in it too. I'm like, this is like, so I find it so like disturbing. But it's like, I feel like that's the way like our culture is going with our relationship to food. I feel like, you know, with Uber Eats too, I know like pretty much everybody you know like does this and it's like all about like the convenience and it's like I just need to eat and it's like I feel more passionate about this than I ever had. I went from being like, yo, I will eat pizza pops every day <laughs> in, in a row for the rest of my life <laughs> to being like, yo, let, like, let, me, let me go to like St. Lawrence Market and just wait until the fish gets cheaper. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's, like that, yeah, that's what I have to say, you know, like, it, oh, yeah, it's so like, you know, uh, my, my, my main, my, my last thing that I want to say is, you know, I'm, I, I think about, you know, the soul food and the food that my family's eating, and I, I, I worry about it, you know, because of the long-term implications, you know, like, Honestly, like diabetes, it runs in my family and like thinking about, you know, if there's a better way for us, if there's ways to like, you know, use less pork, you know, because it's just everything has like pork in it. Like the, even the vegetables have pork in it. Like, <laughs> and it's just, you know, that connection to life, like, and, 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 and how we feed ourselves, I think is really important. And I feel like I've learned so much about myself through this process of discovery and self-discovery. So, yeah, think about what you're eating, y'all. Oh, and, uh, you know, I can't wait for this uh, to be over because I want to go home and cook something. So, peace. Rolly Pemberton. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, the Q&A. Q&A. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Are there any questions? Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, if you were trying to press a date, what would you cook? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I kind of want to ask my girlfriend what the best thing I make is right now. But um, Is she here? Yeah, she's, she's right she? there. She's right there. What's the answer? What's chicken, that? chicken burgers, she said. Chicken burgers make. are actually really good? <laughs> no, that's not my best. Or the pizza pop on the side. No, <laughs> I think probably, yeah, the one I, I shouted out that like kind of like watercress salad is like on point. Like it's really good. <laughs> And like she I looks impressed. She looks, no, like, she looks like she's like she, blushing. She, she she's really like, likes that actually, one. If you can't see, she's actually fluttering herself now. With her I also do really another uh, a really good like gnocchi that is with uh, pear and blue cheese kind of sauce. Yeah, it's 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 not, you wouldn't think, but it's like I'm impressed by you just saying those things. I'm like, oh, that, <laughs> that guy's something. Yeah. Right. Uh, yes. All right. Yeah. Do you ever cook for your family? Oh wow, that's a great question. Um, I have, I haven't yet. No, I have not had an opportunity to cook for my family, but I really want to. That's. How would you make them? Oh, you know what? I have, I have uh, made some chicken for my mom once, and uh, she's like the master of making chicken. So I just kind of wanted to show her, like my my flow with it. You're, and how did okay? First of all, why did that not come to mind immediately when she was like, "Have you ever cooked for your family?" You're like, "Well, my mom, no." Like, is there? No, oh, well, no, no. It's like it's that's the only time. Oh, just one time. That's like the only time, and it was like a l- while ago. It was a while ago. Okay. Yeah, but I haven't since my awakening of food. No, not at all. I see. So this is before. This is kind of pre everything. Like that was like early. Early, just in that because yeah, I, I have a sort of I've written a map, and there's that sort of chicken. The chicken days, where it sort of feels, yeah. feels like the bridge, where it's like, you can't really cook, but you can make a chicken. The chicken era, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And how'd that go? Uh, y- it, w- it was good. Like, she was, she was like, she ate it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really your bar? That's like your culinary? That was As a cook, you're like, oh, if it goes inside of the person, I have succeeded. No, no, no. It's if they don't die. All right, they don't okay, get sick. Okay, okay. That's great. All right, so she ate it. So there you go. So yeah. he, w- he asked cook for his mother. He made her a chicken. Yeah. Did that answer your question? It sure does. Okay, great. Uh, yes, over there. Yeah. Uh, did you also bake? Do you also bake? Or is that totally separate for you? I, I, I bake certain things, but I've never, like, uh, I, I haven't branched out into, like, dessert or anything like baking a cake or, or doing a pie. But that's, like, the next frontier. Like, I, I'm, I'm, l- I'm really scared about, like, the kind of um, 
things that involve the crust. <laughs> because I'm, I'm like, this is like, uh, I gotta what, either make this from scratch, because I'm like, I can't like do this yet, or like get the kind of crust that's frozen and come out and like put some stuff in it. And I'm like, this is gonna be so bad if I do it. So I'm not like ready to really bake, but that's like, that's the next step I need to make. Yeah. Do you, why do you, why do you ask? Is that like, do you feel like that's a. So you love to cook and you're afraid of baking too, all right. I'm okay. very, very scared of baking, yeah. So you guys could you guys could become friends if that sort of thing is the sort of thing one can base a friendship on, what I'm not sure about. But if it is, you guys are off to a, a good start. Okay. Yeah, let's cook. All right. <laughs> all right, great. Uh, oh, uh, yes, over here. Yes, yes, please. As an adult, have you returned to the ghetto whipper? As an adult, have you returned to the ghetto whipper? There is a lot of clapping. I, I, did, I did scribble down the recipe when you described it. I was like, that sounds okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I have not made it, but uh, I have been working on a song about it, and it's like <laughs> it's yeah, it's and it's kind of all the themes of the talk, kind of like. So, all right, so there's a song coming out about the Ghetto Whipper. Yeah, yeah, inspired by it. All right, okay, so it's not so it's better as a song than as a <laughs> dinner. I wouldn't. I don't think like you could um, serve that at like a Gin Ag restaurant or anything. Like. All right. Okay, all right, so no. All right, um, uh, uh, yes, you, ma'am. We've never met. <laughs> I think you can place for soul food in the GTA. You've cast your net widely. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, well, to be honest, probably no. But when it comes to, you know, Caribbean food, obviously, it's like one of the best places in the world. And I feel like that's like kind of tangentially connected. So I'm going to give a special shout out to Island Foods. Yeah. While they're still open, please go there. While they're still open? What, are they closing? They're, they're going to be turned into a condo. I don't know if you know oh. that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Is that just in terms of like the level of GTA soul food, how would it compare to the cafeteria at the African American History Museum in Washington? Oh, it's not, it's not that. Like, the, okay, the soul food that I've had here, I mean, I, w I would say that's more like barbecue is right. the closest thing. And right, it's right. not really like right. They don't have all the stuff. But, um, you know, like, there's a stockyards is, like, yeah. okay, it's good, it's sure, fine. Sure. But, I mean, it's just not, it doesn't, like, I don't know. I have a, a, an experience in my mind of a few years ago, um, me and my girlfriend and a bunch of other people, we went to Detroit, and we went to this barbecue restaurant, and it was just, like, their, their entire inside of the restaurant was um, uh, closed for renovations, and they were just, like, cooking outside, and the, like, just the exterior of the restaurant was, like, where they were selling all the food and everything was just like I was like wanted to like cry after every bite like I was like this is fucking nuts like the macaroni and cheese was just like crazy you grew up in Edmonton yeah yeah is the soul food any better there than here they just opened a soul food restaurant uh, that, that my mom says is good okay and she's like you have to go it's to die for that's what my mom says all right. <laughs> do you, do you, have you haven't been? I haven't. You no, know, she hasn't taken me there yet. But okay. maybe when I go back. So you didn't. Grow, did you grow? So you didn't grow up with that food in restaurants around you anywhere, though. No, not at all. No. I mean, like Edmonton didn't have any like cool food <laughs> until recently. <laughs> so how does that? One of the things I'm curious about is like when you talk about this food, you talk about this food as the f uh, this food that you like identify with as like your food, mm -hmm. but you didn't grow up with it around you at least in restaurants. Was it? Was it? Oh, solely just my family. Okay. Yeah. Like is is it was uh, it was a big thing like. Uh, my family for like just any holidays or anything, we all get together, we eat all that food, 
We get we get the itis, maybe nap around. I don't know if you guys know what the itis is. You get the what? The itis. That's the that's a PG thirteen version of it. But the itis is uh, that that sensation when after you've eaten a bunch of food and you're just like kind of tired and you want to fall asleep. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> All right. So it's specifically the effect of soul food. Yeah. Making no. you very tired. No, which I think is also a factor. It's like you're not supposed to feel like debilitated after you eat food. <laughs> no. You're not supposed to feel like, oh, man, I can't operate a vehicle <laughs> after you eat food. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so then that, and that was a useful thing to learn. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anything else people like to know? Any other questions? All right. Over there. Yeah. If you had to cook something right now for everybody, what, what would you cook? The question was, what, if you had to cook something great for everybody? If you had to cook something great, I think, right now, for everybody, what would that be? Yeah, oh my god. I mean, the most obvious thing would be the ghetto whipper. Oh. Right? It's, it, 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 it spreads, you know? It's like, it's <laughs> it, it, it fed, like, me and my two sisters and my dad. So we can expand on that. So that's what you're getting, my friend. In your hypothetical world, you're just getting ghetto whipper for all of us. You seem like you have a follow-up question. I, I'm going to go there. Do you have like an updated version that you do of the ghetto could, whipper? Could you be an updated version to the ghetto whipper? Oh. Do you have a personal updated version? Oh, I haven't. I know I haven't made it oh. uh, since back since like my dad was making it. But I I would love to do like an elevated version. You know, maybe with like we get some. Um, Get some some of that like kind of what is it what is it the game, instead of like it just being like hot dog like some like fancy sausages. You'd get you like know? some charcuterie or whatever yeah, and put that yeah, in there and like yeah, some yeah, fancy yeah, cheese. Like some chorizo or something. Yeah. And like, you know, make sure the eggs are just like free run. You know, free range. <laughs> <coughs> the cheese like you know it's got to be like eleven year old cheese uh, cheddar from Quebec. <laughs> So there it is. There's your there's your seventeen dollar tapas style ghetto whipper that you'll be you'll be enjoying on Queen Street very soon. That's gonna be at the Federal soon. Yeah. yeah. All right. So there you go. Thanks for ruining that for us, questioner. Uh, yeah, yeah, over there. <laughs> when does the fish get cheaper at St. Lawrence Market? It, it's right before they close, because they they're not gonna bring the fish back to where it came from, and then like the prices go down precipitously right at the end like it's crazy like they they mark they like cross out and then put a new price like how long before I, they I close you want to know like half an hour probably everyone yeah. everyone around you is like half an hour half, oh your girlfriend's like half an hour yeah no so she, you guys actually knows. do live this this wasn't just a made-up thing his girlfriend's no, like we, it's a half an hour that. before that's what we do we did that we go there we're half an hour before yeah are there a lot of people waiting like waiting for the clock to like tick past there will be now <laughs> <laughs> the secret is out yeah, well, thanks for now. Everyone, tram everyone from Trampling Hall is gonna have cheap fish. That's how we're gonna. <laughs> that's how you'll know us. Um, anything? Uh, do you? Are there things when you talk about like that experience of um, uh, of cooking? That experience of cooking, and then like uh, you do the thing again and again, and each time you sort of improve it, and it gets better, and you're like, oh, it's fun to come back and do this thing again. Do you feel like does that? Did that like bleed out into anywhere else in your life? Is there any other area where you're like, oh, something else is like, oh, that's like cooking. I guess, have you ever gotten better at anything, I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I've noticed it also because it kind of dovetails with my interest in exercising and fitness and stuff, right. like getting more into, like I never like run before. 
you know, I, I played basketball, but I never, like, went for a run until, like, this year, basically. But then I became very obsessed with it. I got the Nike Run app and then, like, was really, like, trying to, like, I ran, like, 100 kilometers in a month or something. And, like, I just became, like, totally obsessed. Um, so th that's what happens to me usually okay. with, with different things that I take on. Like, I really get into them. So, yeah, so maybe, like, so, like, cooking running has been another thing. Where like you'd be like, oh, okay, I want to get, I want to get better. Or at just refine, doing something that's like repetitive, but refining it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I see cooking too. Do you really feel that? I think there was a part, and that takes me back. It flips me around, but you you had this idea that like your 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 sort of pursuit of a career as an author and musician like came because you ate badly. Yeah. Do you think that's really true? Like, do you feel like that? Yeah. Well, I think you know, if I would have taken it more seriously, I could have been a professional basketball player. No, but, well, <laughs> I was really good, honestly. But I, I didn't take it seriously. I didn't have the nutrition that these kids have today. You really feel, you feel like nutrition was always holding you back in, in basketball? Yeah, That man, was, like, the yeah. main thing? I mean, nutrition? like, I'm normal height. That's you're another very, You're a normal height. Problem. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. But you think maybe that's because of the nutrition, too? Do you yeah. think maybe the only reason you're not, like, seven and a half fucking feet tall is because, like, you ate Skittles for a month? No, it's pizza pops from. Oh, a pizza time. pops. I'm sorry, I got that. Um, but yeah, yeah that's check, probably part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. If there's any kids in the audience, uh, there's a lesson for you. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. Anything else? Yeah, over there. Do you have any disastrous cooking experiences where something didn't work? Uh, yeah, I have a good example of this. Um, this was before I really got into cooking. When I lived in Montreal. Um, I kind of switched over to just eating bagels. Oh. And then oh. I, I, was, I used to DJ all the time, and uh, I would come home, like, I'd be really drunk, and I'd have all these bagels. And I remember I, um, I, I put some bagels in the oven because this is the way that you, anyone knows to, like, yeah. make them come back to life is, you know, you maybe put some water on them, sure. put them back in the oven. And then I actually uh, fell asleep with them in the oven. And so my entire house was filled with smoke when I woke up, and... It like nearly burned down my house and stuff. Yeah. That was when I learned about um, you know, my roommate at the time. She suggested that maybe I get a toaster oven. <laughs> what that? So like you would fall asleep and just start a small fire? Is the idea? No, they they're timed, man. They they turns off. They turn themselves off. Tr yeah, trust me. I, I this happened and I made it. It worked better. It worked really. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. So were, were there any disasters? The answer is yes. He nearly died and killed everyone around him. Thank you for asking. All right, anything else anyone would like to know? Any other questions? What's the most exciting new ingredient that you are experimenting with? That's a great question. I have recently discovered sage. I had never heard of it before. <laughs> Holy shit. They're hiding this from us, man. I don't know sage. Oh my God, the, it smells great. Tastes even better. I don't know, man. I've been putting it in everything. You look so unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're actually, I don't know if you can see, but she's like, she looks like. You gotta realize I didn't used to even cook with herbs <laughs> at all, you know? Like, this is new to me. So there you go. That's, is that, does that, does that uh, satisfy you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, 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 whatever, sage. It's an herb. <laughs> you like, you know that. It's pretty much, it feels, I, I know less about cooking than you do, but I feel like if you know that there are herbs, like, he'd be like, what's an herb? You know, oh, it's like something like sage. 
Like that's what yeah. that's like once you don't yeah that's a well, well, oh, yeah, that's great. well okay there's sage but I've really been using uh, cauliflower as a canvas lately. Been as doing a what? As, well, I, yeah, I describe food in kind of artistic terms a little bit. I don't know. It's like oh, it's my a canvas. Yeah, I'll be like this is my canvas right now. You know, like I'm, you know, it's very absorbent food. You know, it it, it it's just a flavor catcher. You know, like I, I like cauliflower, and um, also I'd never really cooked with these before, but beets. Beets are really cool. I feel that was, I heard a divisive response to beets where some people whooped and some people were like. Shred them. Just shred them, put them in there. You know, I, I what like What do you beets. do with that? What do you, what do you, no, you can make, you can, well, I, I love that they're, I love the idea of beets because when you look at it just from the exterior, you're like, man, this looks like a rock. <laughs> and I started thinking about how did they even discover these? So they were like, oh. They, I, they ate a bunch of rocks first, and then they were like, oh, wait, this one is bleeding. <laughs> and th so that's like, I discovered, I, I feel like the person who discovered bees is like, let's try and eat, really eat this. <laughs> Rock. And it's like we're still living out that dare, kind of. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. All right, okay. Uh, I think that's all the way on, maybe on that historically accurate note. Ladies and gentlemen, please thank Rolly Pemberton, ladies and gentlemen. Traveling Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. This episode's speaker, Raleigh Pemberton, you may also know him as the rapper Cadence Weapon. This episode's lecture was originally chosen by Aaliyah Pabani and Amy Lamb. The podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. Our coordinating producer is Kate Bars. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, you might also want to leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. I'm Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.